Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 135 of the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all are in an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe to your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com No Numbers is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. As with the Christmas holiday, there were no big games out last week, and crazy enough, there's no games coming out this week. Now, we did get some new game announcements for the Games for Gold for January 2022, and they include the following. On Xbox One, you can get Nero Voider, available January 1st to the 31st, a ground from January 16th to February 15th, then on the 360, you got two games, Radiant Silver Gun, available from January 1st to the 15th, and Space Invaders Infinity Gene, available from January 16th to the 31st. What are these games? I can't even believe Games with Gold is still a thing. Now into last week's biggest news stories, and during a Christmas holiday break, not a lot, but we have four to cover this week. Number one, Psychonauts 2 team is now working on multiple new projects. Matt Kim at IGN writes, Psychonauts 2 Double Fine's long-in-the-making sequel and one of the studio's most critically acclaimed games was finally released this year. Now Double Fine is looking towards the future with multiple new projects in the works. Quote, Psychonauts 2 is essentially wrapped up as a project, although there will be tweaks and fixes as we move forward, end quote, Double Fine says in a new blog. Quote, the studio is already splitting up into various teams and starting different projects that we think you'll enjoy. Double Fine officially announced Psychonauts 2 back in 2015, years before Microsoft announced it to acquire the studio in 2019. As a result, while Psychonauts 2 was released under the Xbox Game Studio banner, it began as an independent project funded by the crowdsourced platform Fig and various outside investments. With Psychonauts 2 wrapped, whatever project Double Fine's next will be the first project truly made as an Xbox Game Studio, and it sounds like there's plenty of possibilities for the teams at Double Fine. Quote, we liked experimentation here at Double Fine. Every game is a chance to explore new ideas, new visual styles, or gameplay, emotions, and more. Psychonauts 2 is a chance to revisit and reimagine the classic that launched our studio into the future. It was a long process, but we like to think it paid off, was pretty great, we stuck the landing, end quote. Now I have to admit, I still have not gotten a chance to play Psychonauts 2. I got stuck at the theater scene in Psychonauts 1 during a very busy time of my life and just never went back to finish it. I will go back and finish it though and go on to Psychonauts 2 as I hear nothing but amazing things. I can't wait to see what comes out of this creative studio next, and it seems like they're working on multiple new projects, and for years many people have said bring back Banjo-Kazooie at Double Fine, but I guess time will tell. Number 2. Next Mass Effect to use Unreal Engine. Samuel Tolbert at Windows Central writes, The next Mass Effect game appears to run on some version of Unreal Engine, according to a post on Twitter by Brennan Holmes, a producer working on the game. This was previously implied by a Bioware job description which asked for experience with Unreal Engine 4 or newer versions of the engine. Job descriptions do sometimes ask for experience with engines that won't necessarily be used on the game, since there can be overlap in sets of skills. With that in mind, the continued focus on Unreal Engine and Bioware's hiring makes it fairly clear the game will use some for a perfect games engine. Bioware is currently working on Dragon Age 4, which is rumored to be aiming for a launch in 2023. The next Mass Effect is early in development than Dragon Age 4, with sources close to the project telling Windows Central that the game is likely to arrive in 2024 at the earliest, with a launch further out more than likely. As such, it's fairly likely, though still unconfirmed, that the game will specifically use Unreal Engine 5. The original Mass Effect trilogy used Unreal Engine 3, as does the recent remaster collection Mass Effect Legendary Edition. For Mass Effect Andromeda, Bioware swapped to Electronics Frostbite Engine as part of a push on behalf of the publisher to have every internal studio using Frostbite. The team's lack of familiarity with the engine was cited as a reason for Mass Effect Andromeda's troubled development cycle. 
this is very good news. As someone, obviously, who loves the Mass Effect trilogy, as I mentioned on the show, and felt really indifferent about Andromeda. Gameplay was great, but it took like 80 hours for me in the game to actually care about any of the characters, which is a huge fault if you're making a Mass Effect game from Bioware. Cool to see them go back to Unreal Engine, or so it seems. Frostbite was clearly a problem for them with Andromeda. If you never saw all the lip sync and bad videos that came out when the game launched for Andromeda, go check it out. Pretty horrific. Number three. PUBG Battlegrounds, the original Battle Royale game, will be free to play in January 2022. Written by IGN Global Studios at IGN.com. PUBG Battlegrounds, the game that kicked off the rise of the Battle Royale genre, is officially going free to play January 12th, 2022. This means that anyone who's ever wanted to shout out winner winner chicken dinner can do so without so much as pulling out their wallet. This is obviously a big change for PUBG and we're here to break down exactly what that means for new and existing players. From pre-registration rewards to what exactly the Battlegrounds Plus account offers, players here are six things you need to know about PUBG Battlegrounds free to play. Now I'm going to hit the headlines here if you want to read more about it, please do so at the article. 1. The Battlegrounds Plus account unlocks XP boosts, ranked mode, and more. 2. Existing PUBG Battlegrounds players will be rewarded with a PUBG Battlegrounds Plus account and other gifts. 3. Prepare for PUBG Battlegrounds free-to-play with a pre-registration event. 4. Why have a chicken dinner by yourself when you can invite a friend and win prizes while doing so? Number 5. Learn your PUBG playstyle and receive special items in return. And number 6. PUBG Battlegrounds free-to-play transition also comes with an increased focus on anti-cheat measures. So PUBG, where do I start? I was obsessed with the idea and the implementation of the Battle Royale genre when it first came out. That means I loved PUBG, or so I thought at the time. As time grew on and more games came out in the genre, I realized I hate PUBG. Has no room for it. The shooting is absolutely terrible. Don't know how anyone plays it. I understand it's supposed to be a realistic shooter based on the Armor 2 engine, but can't do it. However, if you're interested, there's a lot of cool tidbits in here. Obviously, this is something they should have done long ago as Fortnite started to eat their lunch, as such as other games like Apex Legends 2. Let's see if this can capture some more people back into the genre, and with PUBG, it certainly won't be me. And number four, Assassin's Creed's Origins devs looking into adding 60 FPS support. Heidi Nicholas at True Achievements writes, Ubisoft thanked the Assassin's Creed community on Assassin's Creed Day, adding that it was, quote, looking into adding 60 FPS support, end quote, for Assassin's Creed's Origins. Ubisoft tweeted the news on Assassin's Creed Day after thanking the player community for its, quote, continued support, passion, and vigilance, end quote. The tweet also hinted at more to come for Assassin's Creed Valhalla, but in its follow-up tweet that we learned that 60fps support could be on the way for Assassin's Creed Origins. Assassin's Creed's Odyssey's got 60fps support in a title update earlier this year, so it seems like the right time for Ubisoft to turn its attention to Origins. I wanted to highlight this, I know Assassin's Creed fans are out there in abundance, the game sells millions of copies every year when they do come out, and I love these developers that are going back to add that 60fps support for all these old games, it really makes them just so much better. Hope to see more in the future. And as always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and this one is because it's related to Xbox, because it's related to video games, and now Doom, which Xbox now owns. Rats are being taught to run around Doom maps, Logan Plant at IGN writes. You've heard the concept of the rat race, but how about a literal rat racing through the hallways of Doom? One researcher named Victor Toth ran an experiment over nearly six months, seeing if he could train a rat to run down a straight hallway in Doom by using a VR rig he built himself. As Toth explained on Minesoft, it took him about four months to build a VR rig for the rats using a 3D printer, an iron, a drilling machine, and a set of screwdrivers. The main part of the rig is a large round ball sitting on a base that allows the ball to rotate in place. There are also motion sensors taken from the computer mouses that track the movement of the ball. 
The rat is then strapped into a harness on top of the ball, facing a large curved PC monitor displaying the game. When the rat moves the ball in a specific direction, the game responds by moving the player in the same direction. It's like a large hamster ball that you put your pet in to let them run around the room, only in this case the animal rests on top of the ball instead of inside, and the movement is tied into a video game. Toth also set up a sugary water release system for positive reinforcement to help train the rat to move on the ball through the hall. The hallway itself was a straight hallway taken from the opening map of Doom 2. When the rat reached the end of the hallway, it was programmed to warp back to the start so the rat could keep going. I gotta say, this kind of stuff is awesome. As a former psych major who did train a rat to command with positive reinforcement on getting treats by clicking a little knob, it was really cool to see this and read this article. Wild where we are in the future, you never know what you might read next. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast service. Do me a favor, share with your friends, and then leave a review. And then follow on all social media at Xbox and 10. This past week, although I've moved into my new house, so if this show sounds weird this week, it's because I'm in a giant empty room right now. I've not set up my permanent recording studio session space, but I have my little laptop on a tray table, and I'm making it work so you can get the show. I have played more of Halo Infinite. I played about six hours, not really doing the main missions per se, but I'm trying to knock out all the areas around the map, and I gotta say I'm really enjoying it. I was surprised by how much I like to just put on the football game, go through Halo Infinite, have fun in the open world. The grapple shot is amazing and just knock out some of the side stuff. My name is Brandon Rosie. You can follow me on Xbox at Bros93. Hope you all have a great week. Stay safe and keep on gaming.